Acts chapter 4, we're going to do a little mini-series on great grace. Everyone say great grace. grace. Well, Acts chapter 4, we're going to look at verses 29 through 33. The context of this is where Peter and John were just let go after being threatened by the religious leaders of that day for working and performing a miracle in the name of Jesus. And so we pick it up here. It says, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word, by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Now look at what happened when they prayed. And when they had prayed... The place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. With boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. And I want you to read verse 33 with me, please. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Notice that phrase. Great grace was up on them all. Great grace. Not just grace, but Great grace. Grace is measurable. I want you to notice that word great there means mega. How many of you have ever been to a mega mall? Or how about a mega salad bar? Well, mega means big. Amen. So when it says great grace, he's talking about mega grace was on them all. Something was up on them. Bigger than themselves. Bigger than they could even imagine. Grace is up on us all here at Heart of the Bay. Every person in this auditorium, the grace of God is up on you and it's up on me. You know, the word grace and favor are used interchangeably. You'll notice that the word grace means, it means kindness. It means to be favorably regarded. It means the unmerited favor of a superior to an inferior where there is no obligation to sow such favor. Favor, hallelujah, is of God. And favor comes from God. You are one of His favorites. As a matter of fact, we are all favorites of the Lord. Now, whether or not you receive that grace, whether or not you receive that favor is totally up to you. But in the eyes of God, the grace of God is available to everybody. Not just grace, but Great grace. Everyone shout, great grace. Great grace. So grace and favor in the Greek and the Hebrew are used interchangeably. We could say it this way. 
they were experiencing in the early church phenomenal favor. Phenomenal favor. The word phenomenal means extraordinary. It means exceptional. It means surpassing. It means outstanding. So when we say that phenomenal great favor was on them, we're saying it was superior, it was outstanding, it was extraordinary, it was exceptional. This grace is not something that you and I earn. This grace is not something that you and I merit. We are saved by grace through faith. But we are also to live by grace through faith. See, thank God for saving grace, but there's other operations of the grace of God. There is standing grace. You know, the Apostle Paul told Timothy, he said, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So there is a a standing grace. There is a saving grace. And how many of you know that there is a grace that sanctifies us? See, the grace of God teaches us to live a godly life and to flee all ungodliness. You cannot do that in your own strength. It takes the grace of God to live a sanctified, holy life unto the Lord. Amen. And that grace is available for you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Are you interested in the grace of God? Anything and everything that I've been able to do in my life up to this point has been by God's grace since I've been a Christian. You and I couldn't have gotten out of bed this morning without the grace of God. You couldn't even find the restroom without the grace of God. Apart from the grace of God, we are nothing. Oh, but with the grace of God, we reign as kings in life by one and through one Jesus Christ. Listen, friends, with enough of the grace of God in my life and in your life, there is no thing we cannot do. There is no thing that can't be accomplished. When great grace is upon you, it surpasses the limitations and the boundaries that this world system would try to put upon you. When great grace is upon you, it enables you to accomplish the opportunities that He puts in your way. The ability of God by the grace of God. Amen. So let's ask ourselves this question today. How much difference does this grace make in our life? It's great. It's extraordinary. But what kind of a difference will it make in our lives? Let's look at Genesis chapter 6. Genesis the 6th chapter. And I want you to notice with me in verse 5 and 6, first of all, and then verse 7. We all know a gentleman by the name of Noah. And Noah was called of God to build an ark for the saving of his household, right? The Bible says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was evil only continually. Verse 6. 
And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and so it grieved him at his heart. In verse 7, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Now here's verse 8. Here's what we want to center in on. But Noah. But Noah. He found grace, favor in the eyes of the Lord. I want to ask you a question. What made the difference for Noah and his family? What was it that caused them to stay afloat while the rest of the world literally was in a flood? It was the grace of God. It was the favor of God. And friends, when the grace of God and the favor of God is evident in your life, it'll keep you from being destroyed while everything around you is being destroyed. It'll keep your bank account full while the economies of this world are empty. It'll keep you afloat when everything and everyone else is failing. Amen. That's the grace that the difference makes in your life. Amen. So we understand there that Noah built an ark out of wood. But you and I, we build an ark out of the word. And the ark is a type of deliverance. The ark is a type of salvation and a type of safety. It is by the grace of God that when the floods come and the winds blow and beat against your house that you don't fall. Why? Because you have dug deep on the rock of ages. You have dug deep into the God of all grace and have received it in your life. And as a result, you're going to go over and you're going to make it through. Amen. You can make it when others don't. Now we don't rejoice when others don't make it, but we're sure happy when we do. And because we do, and when we do, we've got the word of His grace to spread to those that are hurting. We're not just talking about being an ark of safety for ourselves. We can pour out the blessings of grace on other people. Everyone say, the grace of God is keeping me. Hallelujah. That's something to shout about. Amen. When you receive and others don't, it's by grace through faith. Special favor. Special favor. I believe this, that God is laying opportunities at the feet of His people. I believe that he's an equal opportunity employer. I believe that he is no respecter of persons. He loves every one of us the same. And he has different calls and different graces for us to flow in and to operate in. So you will see along your path of life and along your journey of life that the God of all grace will open up some phenomenal opportunities to you. God help us to recognize those doors that He's opening. 
God, help us to not miss our day of grace. Help us not to miss our day of opportunity. See, if we spend our lives thinking about what we don't have and what we can't do, we will always live on a lower rung of life. If we carry with us a chip on our shoulder of the past and bemoan where we grew up and who our parents were and what we never had and what we could never do, we will always live on a lower realm of life. But oh, you're in a new family. You got a new father. It's the father and his family. La familia. And the father knows exactly what lane you should be flowing in in life. I'm telling you, he will open up doors for you that no man can shut. I mean doors of education. I know of people that grew up, didn't have any money, but God opened up a door of education for them and caused their entire tuition to be paid. That's the grace of God. That's the goodness of God. God, by His grace, can connect you with the right people so that you are at the right place at the right time. And He can open things to you for His kingdom, but also for your benefit. You know, God is a God of promotion. He's not the God of demotion. Now, if you've been laid off and you've lost your job, I tell you what, understand this, that God's not finished with you yet. And understand this, that that is not the only window that the God of grace can flow through. He is a door-opening God. Now, what keeps a lot of people away from flowing in or going through that door of opportunity is a lack of confidence. Well, now I've got this, I've got this opportunity. What do you think I should do? I think you ought to trust God, go through the door that God opens up, and the same grace that gave you the opportunity is the same grace that will give you the ability to accomplish the opportunity that He's laid at your feet. Are you listening today? We're not talking about grace just in one area. Grace for opportunities, grace for abilities. You do understand this. You got someone living on the inside of you that's far greater than you could ever imagine to be. I mean, let's just be honest about it. You and me just aren't enough. That's why he joined us to the Lord. And we became one spirit. And now that we're one spirit, we can do all things through the anointed one and his anointing, which strengthens us. So, in the grace of God, there's no boundaries. In the grace of God, there's no limitations. You understand, we serve a big God. We serve a smart God. He is all wise. And listen, you pal around with Him, you'll pick up on His wisdom. He will transmit and He will disclose to you things to come. 
He will show you exactly where you need to be and what you need to be doing in your life and with your life. And don't use those excuses, well, I'm too old. I just can't do it. I can't do it because of this and that. We need to get rid of all those things and come on up to the grace of God. Everybody say, thank you, Lord, for God-given opportunities and God-given ability. Woo, glory to God. I mean, that's worth your drive here today. Some of you are going to leave here today with an outstretched neck. With an expectation of grace upon grace. Layer upon layer of the grace of God manifesting in your life. So we see then that the grace of God makes all the difference in our lives. Turn over to Luke chapter 1. Luke the first chapter. I'm telling you with enough grace there's nothing that can hold you back. With enough grace there's no addiction that can stay in a person's life. With enough grace, you can be the mom you're supposed to be. With enough grace, you can be the dad that you're supposed to be. Now notice with me in Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named what? It was named Nazareth. Amen. Verse 27, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art what? Notice with me that Mary was not just partially favored. There was not just a small degree of favor on her life. The Bible said she was highly favored. You got to walk around all week long and say, thank God, by the grace of God, I'm highly favored. I've got favor with God. I've got favor with man. And there is a force field of favor that is surrounding me. Everywhere I go, the favor goes before me. The favor goes with me. I am a child of God and I'm highly favored. Highly favored. That's what the angel said to her. Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Now notice verse 30. Verse 30 of this same chapter says this. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found what? Now, notice this, and this is in conjunction with some things we just said earlier. He said, Don't be afraid. You're highly favored. But don't let fear short-circuit the grace of God. Or we could say it the way Paul said to the church of Galatia. He says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. You know what frustrates the grace of God? Not entering in to the opportunities that He opens for us. That's frustrating the grace of God. And fear will keep you out. But faith will give you access into this grace. So he said, Mary, don't be afraid. Don't back off now. This is a golden opportunity. This is not just a golden opportunity. This is a God opportunity. Amen? He said, fear not, for you, you found favor 
with God. The grace of God changed Mary's life forever. I mean, it changed her life forever. And it really changed your life forever. The grace that she was highly favored with spilled out over on you. Because if she would have said no, guess what? The hindering part would have been there. But because she said, be it unto me, according to your word, the favor of God, the grace of God was conceived in her womb. And when you heard the word of salvation, and Jesus came into your heart, and you said, let her be. Let it be unto me. I received Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. So this grace and this favor, we could say, it was perpetuated. It was ongoing. Think about it a minute. You're living your life right now. It's 2011, May 15th. Everything that you do for the kingdom of God has eternal value. Bringing those children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord by God's grace. And we need God's grace to be parents. When you bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and sometimes you've got to use the board of education. And those children go forth and become planet shakers and world changers. And become politicians and doctors and heads of companies with the knowledge of the king. And as a result of that, they're seeking first the kingdom of God. That grace on your life is being perpetuated through them. See, what you do today has great value tomorrow. Your life is a seed. And seeds that are planted, they spring up and they grow. And if they are nurtured, they develop and they bring forth fruit. We could say fruit of the kingdom, the fruit of the grace of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And your babies don't have to be preachers to be a blessing of grace. Some people are called to be multi-millionaires. Some people are graced with healing in their hands. Others are graced with witty inventions. Others are just graced to be salt and to be light like all of us are. But how we conduct ourselves in the home by God's grace, is transferable. And what you do for Him, the King of Kings, what you do for the Lord, by using your gifts of grace that He's given you, oh, friend, it influences those around you. I'm looking at Brother Chuck. Chuck, raise your hand. Wave to everybody. Here's our children's minister, our children's pastor. He grew up in children's ministry here. Now, I didn't sleep here, but you understand what I'm saying. 
He is a product of this ministry. He is a product of Pastor Nancy DeMello's ministry. The grace of God on her, all over her, has got all over Chuck. He's still in children's church. He and his wife Sherry are a great blessing to our children's ministry. But they never would have been unless they first partook of the grace of God upon someone else. And now that grace is being perpetuated through them. And those children are in there being blessed of God. And as a result, they will go forth and they will shake this planet for the King of Kings. Whoa, glory to God. Amen. Nothing that we do in the kingdom of God, nothing that we do for the Lord Jesus Christ goes unnoticed by Him. Your work has great value. Therefore, we want to make sure we're working in the grace of God. Say it with me. God, help me to flow in the grace of God. So my point was this, what comes through you touches and blesses generations to come. Think about that, Selah. So what's coming through you? What's happening in your life? How are you spending your days on earth? Let's look at Luke chapter 2. That's a pretty heavy question. Luke chapter 2. And let's look at verse 40. Now this is speaking of Jesus. How many of you know that Jesus left heaven? Amen? The Bible says he stripped himself of all of his divine privileges. Jesus needed to be anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. So that he could go about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. See, sometimes we think that, you know, Jesus didn't need to grow. Well, the Bible says he did. In Luke chapter 2, verse 40, the Bible says, And the child, this is speaking of Jesus, grew, and he got strong in his spirit, and he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. What was on him? What's up on you? What's all over you? (laughs) You're getting it. Verse 52. Let's read it together. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature, but he also increased in what? In favor with God and with men. I want you to notice that specifically. That there was not only the favor of God, but there was also favor with man. How many of you know we need them both? And we have them both. You can have more grace tomorrow than you had today. Grace can be greater in your life next week than it was this week. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. He wants us to come up. He wants me to come up. He wants Heart of the Bay Christian Center to come up. Thank God for what's been accomplished. But you know, in truth, we just barely scratched the surface. I look into my spirit and I look to the Lord and what He wants to do. And what He wants to do is much greater 
much, much greater than what's happened thus far. How many of you know that he saves the best for last? Look at 2 Peter chapter 3. Let's keep feeding on this for a moment. How many of you know the Word of God's got a pounding effect? Look at 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 17 and verse 18. So we see then that he wants us to come up to a higher degree in the grace of God. 2 Peter 3, 17 and 18 verifies it. It says, You, you therefore, beloved, seeing that you know these things before, beware lest you also, being led away from the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness, verse 18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So we see then that there is the potential to what? To grow in grace. Question, can you grow in grace? Okay, here's one way you can. Turn with me to James chapter 4, verse 6. James 4, verse 6. When you are operating and living your life in the grace of God, there is a total dependence on Him. You know, it is the nature of the flesh to get all carried away with oneself. It is the nature of the flesh to want to take the glory. You know, we Thomases, we burn the midnight oil. You know, we, we study hard, we pray hard. I couldn't even light the lamp without the grace of God. Are you listening to me? Now, we are co-laborers. We have our part. God has His part. But His part's a whole lot greater than our part. So He says, now, grow in grace. There's the potential to grow in grace. There's the tendency of the flesh to uh, become independent in our own self and in our own strength. That is pride and that is a false humility. Look with me at James chapter 4 verse 6. Notice this. But he giveth what? He gives more grace, greater grace. And therefore he said, God resists the proud, but he gives grace unto who? So we see then from the scriptures that there is more grace for the humble, but not for the proud. What does God do to the proud? He resists them. I don't want God resisting me. Do you? Therefore, I must humble myself under the mighty hand of God. Knowing full well that when I do humble myself under His hand and not live an independent life, but live a dependent life on Him, what will happen? He will exalt us. He will exalt you. He will promote you. And He will do it in His time. Therefore, humble yourself. Give the God of glory all the glory. Amen? So if we grow in humility, guess what? We will grow in the grace of God. It is absolutely important that we become dependent on Him. There is grace for your race. We could say it this way. There is grace for your life. Yes. 
There is grace, glory to God, for employers. Team leaders, leaders in this church, there's grace for you. Somebody says, well, I thought I was doing quite well. Well, you are doing quite well. But I remember a man of God told me one time, he says, you're doing quite well, but you could do better. And you know, I've remembered that all of these years. Because quite well is good, but in God, the sky is the limit. We should always be looking to Him to do what we do in a more excellent fashion. Not out of perfectionism and not out of being uh, finicky and picky and all that stuff, but out of honor, out of glory to Him. Oh, saints, He deserves our best. He deserves our very best. He deserves our energies. Jesus said it clear. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Get up in the morning and ask yourself, how can I seek you today, Lord? How can I advance your cause in the earth? Follow the promptings of the Spirit. Follow the leadings of the Spirit. Live your life in total dependence on Him and He will take you places that you have never thought possible before. He will cause a great door of utterance to be opened unto you. Doors of employment. Doors of utterance to speak the word of grace to people that you never, ever imagined that you could speak to. He is something else. And you know what He wants? He wants us to become kingdom conscious so that His grace in us can flow through us. I'm telling you, on the job, greater grace is available. Greater grace, greater wisdom, greater anointing, greater strength is yours today. Listen, friends, in life, we face many relationships, do we not? And sometimes these relationships in life can be strained. I mean, let's just be honest about it. Whether you're a husband, whether you're your wife. You know, Brenda and I have a wonderful marriage. But over the course of 33 years, we haven't always seen eye to eye in everything. I know that there's been things about me that have irritated her. Yesterday, she told me, you've left your shoes out again, and I almost stumbled on them. That's an irritant to her. But in the home, on the job. Now, you're thinking of that person right now. And the tendency of the flesh is, you know, bless God, I'm just going to give them a piece of my mind. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. No, you better not because you've got to keep the part of the mind you got left. <laughs> it's not wisdom to say everything that's on your mind. Because <laughs> your mind is accessible to Satan. But oh, friends, listen. When you operate in the grace of God, there comes a wisdom of God in your life and on your life. And it'll teach you what to say, what not to say. It'll show you what to do and what not to do. 
See, there's grace available for all of us for so many areas of my life. Now pray this with me. Father, I receive the grace of God into my life. I choose not to frustrate your grace. Lord, I see in your word that great grace is mine. And by faith, I plug in to your grace. And I receive your saving grace, your sanctifying grace, your standing grace, grace for a lifetime, wisdom for a lifetime. For in your favor is life. And I believe it. And I receive it. I'm going to walk around all week. Declaring. I'm highly favored of God. The favor of God. It's going before me. And it's opening up awesome doors. For my life. How about one more scripture? Turn me quickly to John chapter 1 verse 14 through 16. Amen. Are you learning anything today? Are you being encouraged this morning? Hallelujah. I'm looking at some gracious people. Oh, Rabbi This grace of God on you will make you a nicer person. You know, you, you, you hear of a person being, oh man, that person is so gracious. What do you mean so gracious? How is that being, how is that being uh, shown? It's got to be shown through their actions, through their words, through their patience with people. Understand this, that you're not the only person in the world. You're not the only person that has to catch a jet from time to time. And delays are not that person behind the desk's fault. And you are not the only person that's got to get groceries and pay your bills and press your clothes. You have noticed that it's a part of life. We are not to be rude to people. We are to be nice. We are to be loving. And we're to be gracious. So let your words be seasoned. Come on now. With grace. Now, in closing, John chapter 1, verse 14, and the Word, speaking of Jesus, was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Full of grace and truth. Great grace was upon him. Verse 15. And John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. Amen. Preferred, preferential. Before me. Verse 16. And of his fullness. What was he full of? He's full of grace. And of his fullness have all we done what? We just prayed a prayer and we received the grace. And grace for grace. Now look at the amplified version of verse 16. All this is shouting material. I believe, I believe we've made some progress today. 
I mean, just in this 35, 40 minutes, we've made some progress. We've come up. Amen. There's a higher expectation. Amen. Upon our lives now. Look at verse 16 in the Amplified Version. This is so powerful. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I'll just get over there. John chapter 1, uh, verse 16. There it is. Thank you. Now let's read this together. For out of His fullness, abundance, we have all received, all had a share, and we're all supplied with, now notice, one grace after another. Young says it this way, layers of grace upon grace. Layers of grace. I mean, stacked up grace. <laughs> Woo, glory. We were all supplied with one grace after another. And read it with me. Spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing. And even favor upon favor. And gift heaped upon gift. <laughs> yeah. That's you. That's me. Layers of grace. Put your hands like this and say, Lord, I receive it. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Somebody shout amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Lord.